it's all good. Magic, mysticism, and earth medicine. Visit us anytime at our new website, magic-and-medicine.com. And that's magic with a K. I'm your host, Dr. Candace Nadine Green. Hello and welcome to another episode of It's All Good. I am so thrilled to be talking with you today about one of my favorite people. As you see, this uh, title of this episode is Conjuring Mama Moses, and that refers to Harriet Tubman. And for resources for this episode, I used Conjuring Harriet, Mama Moses Tubman and the Spirits of the Underground Railroad by Witch Doctor Utu. And I will put that in the show notes so you can have that for your resource. So uh, Women's History Month is March and we're going to talk about Harriet Tubman. Uh, Harriet Tubman has fulfilled her destiny. It is said she is unimpressed by being elevated to the same high position that wasn't even her concern while she was in the flesh. So she's not easily flattered. Her spirit is not easily flattered. And she thinks elevation is for, well, she thought elevation was for the living. Her ancestral home and birthplace, birthplace of her maternal grandmother was in Ghana, Africa. And the background music that I'm playing today is, um, is in celebration of that. It is the street life of Ghana for it's a, one of these royalty free tracks, but I, I thought that that would be very, you know, good for, for our episode today. By lifting up those who have gone before us and holding up their lives, their loves and their legacy as a focus for veneration, sacrifice, and divination. We are not just upholding and evolving ancient traditions, but, and more importantly, we're lifting up ourselves in a world that needs serious uplifting. And you've heard me mention before that there a lot of people don't agree with ancestor veneration, which is, you know, it's a, their, their perspective, but, Let's talk about the Underground Railroad <laughs> and how Harriet Tubman was involved. What was the Underground Railroad, first of all? Was it actually a railroad? I know when I was a child in school learning about the Underground Railroad, I thought that, again, his history books were different back then. And there wasn't as much, uh, there wasn't the internet and easy access to the truth or different information. So when I thought of the under Underground Railroad, I thought of a real railroad. And I remember visiting one of my first cousins down south in Alabama. I think it was Mobile. She lived near the train tracks. And I thought of, you know, every time the train went by our house, the house would shake. And I would think of the Underground Railroad. And when I, when I thought of the Underground Railroad in school, that's what I thought of when I, I, when I uh, heard Underground Railroad. But what is it? It was a series of networks, secret trails, 
and safe houses that existed in the United States during the uh, early to mid 19th century. It was funded and supported by abolitionists and it was designed to aid freedom seeking runaways who were fleeing, save, fleeing slavery. Now, while abolitionists were predominantly white free thinkers, many free people of color were also dedicated to the cause. Well, you know, and Harriet was one of those. The height of this movement, the Underground Railroad, was around the, between the years of 1840 and 1860. It was illegal. It wasn't a legal movement. That's why there was the need for it to be underground, for it to be secret. And in no way, there was no underground and there was no, no railroad in the literal sense. It funneled escaped slaves to freedom. Underground referred to its purpose. It was supposed to be a secret. When something goes underground, it's not in the public eye. It's a secret. And railroad referred to the means of travel. And while there were times, at times there were actual railroad lines that were used, but the whole thing was not a railroad. So the railroad just referred to a means of travel. There were routes and safe locations and people who helped run the rails were called conductors. Now the places that were safe to stay were called stations. So you had people who were, you know, who helped run the rails, they were the conductors you know, the rails, they're not really rails, the, you know, the routes and the plate, the safe places that were uh, to stay were called stations. Uh, so that's how they, how they use their secret language as well. Okay. And the runaways, the runaways, those who esca were escaping to freedom were called baggage. Those who housed the runaways were called station masters. So we have the conductors, stations, the baggage, and the station masters. Maintaining the Underground Railroad system was expensive. They needed money for food, for clothing and, and supplies. They needed money for intelligence and even money for bribes, which Harriet also utilized. Unfortunately, the American slave trade was a dark part of the United States history. It cut off Africans from their language, their cultural heritage, traditional religious and spiritual practices and demonized it as well. It was so terrible that it still reverberates today. Many descendants of these Africans who were brought over like myself still, still our struggle, even though we weren't there, we still struggle with that part of our identity. And I remember some people, I remember my grandmother and some, uh, my maternal grandmother and some other people uh, um, were very ashamed of this part of their history. My mother didn't tell me about her side. So I, I knew, I grew up knowing my ancestors, my paternal ancestors and knowing about their culture and their words and uh, how they got here. But my mother was always so much ashamed that she didn't speak of it. 
It wasn't until recently when I did the African ancestry maternal uh, lineage test so I can find out my African tribes that I discovered that she was uh, Yoruba and uh, Fulani, the tribes. Okay. Yoruba and Yoruba and Fulani on my mother's side, uh, which uh, uh, my countries of origin are Nigeria, Cameroon, and Benin. Those are the top three. And you, you know, the 1%, I'm not going to get into all that stuff, but you know, those are the top, top three. And I really wanted to know more. And slavery uh, was, was shameful. And she didn't, she didn't want to talk about it didn't want to talk about the difficulties i only remember one story that briefly slipped out about them running running and hiding as uh people were coming to round them up that's all i rem i remember and i and i think it was a story about her 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 grandmother but she told it briefly and then she never said anything again uh, they were they were hiding Anyway, I, I don't know what, I doubt if it was her, but it was probably her, her mother, her grandmother. And I, I wanted to know more, but she didn't tell me, so I never got a chance to know. I know there was one slave named Lucy who ran away on that side, and I don't know much. I only have a picture of her, an old, old picture, you know, priest, not even sepia tone, it's so old, but... Um, I have it, and I don't know who it is, but I have it. Okay, so so that's how you know the the idea of slavery and all of that has has affected the descendants of Africans today. America still has not come to terms with the horrendous treatment of indigenous people, you know, the Native Americans, nor the brutal enslavement of the Africans. We still haven't look. Just turn on the news turn on the news okay and you'll see that there are many ways that we're trying to like stifle our voices stifle our votes uh not help us things like that so no it's the the racism the prejudice is still there and this brings me to the to the something that i really uh that i i think about a lot and it is legacy how do i want to be remembered how do you want to be remembered? Think of the legend, the Harriet Tubman's legacy. I think about how she helped people. What lessons do you want to leave behind? What lessons do I want to leave behind? Path for my children, the younger generation. I think about that. And so I make my actions, my, uh, so when I stand up or say, or speak up or something, I think of my children and what lessons I'm leaving, what legacy I'm leaving for the future generations. Do you care what people remember about you after you transition? Do you want to be remembered as someone who was kind and generous or someone who was cruel and selfish? We should think about that. Then have you made changes or would you make changes if you thought about how others would view you? Honestly, because there's some people doing stuff out there. I'm like, they don't think of, I don't think they're thinking about how people remember them. I don't think, 
what they I don't think they care about the legacy they're leaving behind and the former president number 45 there he I don't know I don't know but I'm not even going to get on that topic but still what kind of legacy are you leaving behind if you haven't done so already stop making that legacy now with lessons and teachings for future generations so that they can come up behind you and learn from what you, from, from your examples. You know, the great, great, we learn from great philosophers, ascended masters. They all teach us things. They have all left things behind for us to teach. And, and some of them even communicate with us now. Uh, you know, I've spoken to many who are in the spirit realm. What spiritual cultural practices could you leave behind for, for the future generations? Record them if you want them to live on. The only way to achieve immortality is to leave a strong legacy behind. And it doesn't even have to be good, sadly, in order for folks to continue speaking about you. You know, it's history. But I'd rather leave a lasting good impression behind. And I think about that when I think about Harriet Tubman, too. What lessons and guidance has Harriet Tubman left for us to emulate? Helping others when we can? Leading fellow people out of hardships? The underground movement was, the under, excuse me, the Underground Railroad was a movement and a fight against slavery. Engaged in by people of many colors, many classes, and many religions. Oh, and uh, some extra info that I found. Uh, in Ontario, 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 Canada, was the very town where Harriet Tubman brought her particular track of the Underground Railroad to its end. It is said that the spirits of many freedom seekers still mingle about this area and that these spirits also make a spectral pilgrimage, uh, me, make spectral pilgrimages to the still standing and functioning house of prayer that Harriet Tubman attended. And it was called the British Methodist Episcopal Church, the BME. And... <laughs> Surprisingly, this church is still operated by the descendants of freedom seekers and served by a congregation of descendants, too. That's amazing. I have to make a trip to Canada, Some another trip to Canada. We went years ago and we went to Montreal, my husband and I, when I was when I was pregnant with our first child, <laughs> three months pregnant. So I think it's time to go back with the kids and do some explorations. So Harriet Tubman. She was a mystic, she was a healer, and she was a warrior. She was called Mama Moses. Mama Moses. And like her biblical namesake, she led her people to freedom. Um, General Tubman uh, was, was a name that Captain John Brown, who was the feared freedom fighter who was in St. Catherine's and wanted to feel her presence and inspiration, he called aloud three times as an invocation. He said, General Tubman. So if you call it, he, he needed to feel her presence. And so he, he invoked her by calling her name three times. 
and it was a mystical proclamation to honor her. Her immense work of freeing slaves, knowledge of the land, and unrivaled spiritual force. She has a strong spiritual force. And praying to the North Star, it is said praying to the North Star will enhance your connection to Mama Moses and the spirit of the Underground Railroad. And reciting it aloud is most effective. And I'll read you what um, what they say, what, what the the prayer is that you should say it says to the drinking gourd high in the sky let me drink from your chalice of silvery light let me open the gate while it's quenched from your holy cup of conjure sweet north star great lantern bearer of the sky mirror who reflects god's light from afar let my lantern bear your sacred light and I will cast it to the shadows. Let those who still have rivers to cross be guided by my lantern's light. Let a column of your holy light beam down upon my home. Let our lantern shine, connected, eternal, and forevermore. So we see a healer and a mysterious one at that. Hold on, let me just go back to my bookmark so I don't lose my page. In my, this is this from the same book, actually. All right. Okay, so we see a healer, a mysterious one at that, who with curses, with cures, excuse me, <laughs> with cures and means of drawing from the esoteric as well as the pragmatic. We see a woman in Mama Moses who fought for justice on every level until her dying days, bringing equality to men and women of every creed and of every color. We have a spirit in Mama Moses that is tangible and attainable for a counsel, for blessings, and for inspiration as we endeavor and fight for our own freedom, our own humanity, and our own spiritual needs. Some mystics and conjurers from both Canada and the United States were claiming to be able to work with the spirit of Harriet Tubman, known as Black Moses and Auntie Freedom. She could be called upon to help remove binds or blocks, abusive relationship help, addiction help, as well as other things that hinder our growth and freedom. And, you know, I was thinking about reading this and I said, you know, I'm, I'm taking a picture. I'm getting a picture of, of Harry Tubman. I'm going to put her on my ancestor altar. Your ancestors on your ancestor altar does not necessarily have to be someone who is blood related to you. And not all the time. It can be someone that you, uh, can uh, seek counsel from or someone who has come before that you seek counsel from whom you seek counsel and I think I'm going to add her because she's a very strong very I, I've always felt something something every time uh, I've thought about her in recent years I've just just thought about her and just I don't know I'm going to, I'm going to do some more thinking about that but 
she is very a strong spirit. She is definitely a strong spirit who who can who helps, and she has left behind such a great example for us to follow. Such a great legacy. I mean, she she was pretty tough cookie on that on that underground railroad. It is said that sometimes she'd carry a gun, and, and those people who who would who would try to run back or too scared to go, she'd say, "You have an option." I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going back. So we move forward. And uh, some some people didn't go back. Some people went back, but she didn't go with them. They went and got caught. And some people would get scared at the last minute. Reminds me of a dream I had about a tunnel once. But anyway, so that's our information today for Har- on Harriet. Tubman conjuring Mama Moses. And just think, what type of legacy do you want to leave behind? How do you want to be remembered? Think about that. Thanks for listening. Until next time. for listening to It's All Good, Magic, Mysticism, and Earth Medicine. Check us out at magic-and-medicine.com, and that's magic with a K. Thanks for listening.